knowing that all things that happen in this world, Lord God, they have to go through your hands first, Lord. So, so Father, we just thank you for, for being an all-knowing God. And, Father, we ask now that you'll be with each and every prayer request, Lord God. Father, you knew our needs, you knew our wants, you knew our desires long before we did, Father. So, so Father, we know that you will answer these prayers according to your will. So, Father, we just ask now that you'll just... Hear our prayer requests, Lord God. Hear our hearts, Lord. And if there's any sin, any iniquity, anything that may be binding our prayer from being heard by your ears, Father, I pray that you'll forgive us this morning, that we will come before you as clean vessels, Lord God, ready for your service. Father, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, <clears throat> uh, we're going to talk about something. If you didn't get a bulletin this week... Uh, I have some extras up here. We would love to give you one, but to share with your friends and families and also so that you may be able to read it a little bit later on this week and just have a recap or, 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 or a uh, memory jolt of this morning's message. But this morning we're going to be talking about three young Hebrew boys who stood boldly before a king after defying his command to bow down and worship a false idol and false gods. Now you may know who I'm talking about this morning, but this story is going to be found in Daniel chapter 3. And, <coughs> excuse me. and to give you a little back history of this, of this story, Israel had at this time been taken into captivity by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar. The king had requested that a certain or, or a particular set of Israelite children be brought to him so that these children could learn the ways of the Chaldeans, of the Babylonians, so they could learn their ways, they could learn their history, they could learn how to speak. And, and the king had called them in, and he had appointed them into the royal uh, service. That's the word I was looking for. There was four boys that's actually mentioned here. One of them, his name is Daniel. Another one's Hananiah. Another one's Michelle, and then Azariah. We also know them as Belshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So this morning, we're going to be talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And now we come to this command that, that these young boys defied. And we're going to be reading out of chapter 3. And I asked this morning because I, I, I want to read through the whole text. It's 30 verses. It's going to take me a minute, and I ask that you, you bear with me, as, as many of y'all have heard me read before, I, I'm not the most educated individual, and, and I, I stumble, and I still, and, 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 and when I get reading this word, sometimes my mind gets a little bit faster than my mouth, or, or, or my mouth will get a little bit faster than my mind, so I may have to pause and back up, so just bear with me as we read through this this morning, and again, we'll be reading Daniel chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose weight was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, sent to gather together the prince, the governors, the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Then the prince, the governor, the captain, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the province
to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they stood before the image of Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falleth down, whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the music, I'm going to shorten it up just a little bit, paraphrase it, um, all fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Wherefore, at the time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews, the Hebrew boys. They spake and said unto the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the music and fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship that that he should be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready, that at what time you hear the sound of the music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made, well, but if ye, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of the burning fire furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not... Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was made was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hoses, and their hats, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, 
Did not we throw three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire, the princes, governors, and captains, and the kings, counselors, being gathered together, saw these men upon whose body the fire had no power, nor was a hair on their heads singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him, and have changed the king's word, and yielded their bodies, that they might not serve nor worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree that every people, nation, language, which speak anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other god that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. <laughs> Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for your holy word this morning, Lord. And Father, I ask now that you will continue to be with us this morning, Lord. I pray that you will, you will, you will just receive the glory from this day, Lord God. I thank you that, Lord, you have given this message to us this morning, Lord. And I pray that. Father, that your word will reign true, Lord. If there's anything in me that will prevent your word from being spoken today, Lord God, I pray for forgiveness. Father, most importantly, I pray that I'll be set down and that your word will reign true here today, Lord. May they not see me, but may they see you. Father, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> now, as we talked about, these three young Hebrew boys, we read in these passages that King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, had a statue erected that was between 90 feet and 105 feet tall. It was roughly about 9 feet across it. So it was a pretty big tower. And he had set this tower, or, or this statue, he had set it in the plain of Dora, which is, which is a province of Babylon. And as we read, he, he, he brought everybody together. Every person that was in his administration, I'll say administration, in his service, he brought them all together and he stood them all before this, this mighty statue, this huge statue, and he said that when you hear a certain music, when you hear a certain music, and, and, and I can only imagine it was rock and roll, but that's a different story for a different time, um, because I like gospel, and, and so I can imagine that in this worship of this of this idol, the statue, he brought them forth and he said, when you hear this music, bow down before it and worship them. And he said that, that in verse 6, that if you don't bow down and worship, you will be thrown into a fiery furnace. You will be thrown into a fire and burned up for your disbelief or for your not worshiping. And just a background history of this, burning people at the stake and burning people in fire and that was a, a, a Babylonian thing that when someone disagreed, they wanted to wipe it out. So that's how they destroyed, was they would burn them up. But that's a little bit more. 
music played, everyone bowed down and began to worship, except for the three Hebrews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But the thing about it is, did everybody really bow down and worship? And, 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 and I read this, and, and I got thinking about it. Did everybody truly bow down and worship? You see, as we read, there was a group of Chaldeans that went and reported to the king that these Hebrew boys were not bowing and worshiping. My question is, in that, is how did they know if they were bowed down and worshiping the way they should have been, how would they know that these Hebrew boys were not bowed down and worshiping? So it's just like anything else that we face in life. There's always somebody that is watching you. They're always very eager and very willing to point the finger at you and tell them what you've done to take the blame off of themselves. But that's a, that's a different story. That one we'll save for next time. So anyway, we go on and we see that the king was furious. He, he was completely furious. He was mad. And so he called Shadrach and uh, Meshach and Abednego to his presence. And he come to him and he said, is this true? Did you not bow down and worship? And then he goes on and he says, if you bow down and worship now when the music plays, I won't destroy you. But if you don't, I have no other option but to destroy you. He gave them another way out. He came to them to verify that they were not willing to give up and, and, and sacrifice or worship this false god. But then I love what it says in verse 16. Excuse me. Flip this page over. In verse 16, uh, it says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this manner. I, I, I read this, and, and at first, the first time I read it, I, I, I didn't see that word not to begin with, and I had to reread it a few times, and, and finally that word jumped out at me, and, and, and basically what I took from that was that they didn't beat around the bush. They said, and I'm going to paraphrase, but they said, if it be so, our God will deliver us, but if it not, we still won't bow down to your idols, the golden image you set up to your gods, we still won't bow down. These young men, didn't, it didn't matter. Whatever doom that was, they were going to face, they had already purposed in their hearts that no matter what, they were going to worship and serve the only one true living God. It didn't matter that, that because they didn't bow down that they would be thrown into a fire. They knew the one God that would rescue them. They knew the one God that would save them. They didn't worry about what the world around them would think. They didn't worry about others, what they would think. They didn't even worry if it was the right thing to do or not. They had made it a point in their heart that they were going to bow down to the one true living God and Him and Him alone. He wasn't going to let the world dictate his, their actions. They held firm to their faith. Trusting God would work all things to the good, which is also Romans 8.28. They knew whether God saved 
them from the fire or called them home, that it was for his glory and not for theirs. In verse 19 through 25, we keep reading and, and we see that with their response, with their answer, that, that the king, he just absolutely blew a gasket. He lost it. And I'm paraphrasing this, but he, he lost it. He said, break them, bind them, get them all locked up so they can't move, so they can't run, so they can't do anything. He called his strongest people, his strongest men in his army, he called them and he told them to get them. But in the process of tying them up and getting the, the strongest men in the army to, to bind them and hold them, he also sent word and he said, heat that fire up. I want it heated up seven times hotter than it can be heated. Seven times hotter. In his fury, in the king's fury, he 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 done it. He heated this thing up hotter than it had ever been heated before. These men, his his strongest soldiers, bound Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, tied them up, carried them to the fire, and, and I love, I love this. In verse twenty-two, it goes on to say. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king's fury had caused him to heat this fire up. The men that he gave charge to throw the three Hebrew youngins into the fire, they got down there. And this ought to show King Nebuchadnezzar right off the gate the mighty hand of God because the people that he chose to take the young men to the fire and put them in it, they in turn got burned up. The fire was so hot it consumed them instantly. It took them out. But it goes on to say that even with that, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego goes into the fire. The three were placed in the fire, but as the king looked, he saw how many? Four. He questioned, didn't we only throw three in there? Didn't we only throw three? And everybody that was there with him said, yeah, you only threw three. He said, well, I'm standing here looking into this fire, and there are four walking around in this fire. Unscathed. Unhurt. They're walking around. And then he goes on to say that the fourth one looks like the Son of God. If I stopped right there, that right there would be enough to get you to shout hallelujah this morning. That no matter what fire, what turmoil, whatever you're going through in your life, knowing that the one that can save, Lord Jesus Christ, is standing in the fire, in the battle, in the struggle, right there with you to protect you and to keep anything from harming you. I tell you, I, 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 I get, man, I get excited when I read this because it tells me how much he loves me. It tells me how much he, he's wanting to take care of me. In verses 26 through 30, the king came down to the furnace and he called out to, to the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, come out. And they came out of the fire. I don't know if, if you've ever been around the fire, a campfire. 
I love a campfire. I love a good campfire. But I tell you, the thing I like most about a good campfire is the next day. You've been sitting out there by that fire all night, all day. The next morning you get up and, and, and you go over there to your clothes that if you're like me, you, you've taken off and dropped right in the middle of the floor and now your wife's yelling at you and you got to pick them up. And, and um, excuse me, she doesn't yell, she advises very loudly. Uh, to pick up my clothes and, and you go to pick those clothes up and as soon as you ruffle them clothes you get to smell that smoke and that fire again I tell you I love that smell I really do these young Hebrew boys walked through this fire they didn't even have smoke on them there was no evidence that they had ever been in the fire there was no hair singed on their head their clothes was not burned they wasn't changed in color they didn't even smell smoke. When the three had risen and walked from the fire, there was no evidence. The king had witnessed the mighty hand of God that day. And as we read in verse 29 through, Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made a dunghill, because there is no other God that can deliver after this sword. The wicked king Nebuchadnezzar could see this, and he could understand that there is no other God that can save. There's no other God that can save to this sword. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So not only were the three young boy, young Hebrew boys saved or rescued from the fire that day, they were also promoted under this king and made a higher standing in Babylon. This morning, just like the three Hebrew children, in this story, we, we, I say we, you, I, are faced daily with choices whether or not we are going to, to bow down to the sins and idols in our lives. I ask you this morning, will you stand firm in your faith, knowing that God will deliver you from whatever may be tempting you to turn from Him? Will you bow down to those sins and idols? These young Hebrew boys placed in their, placed in their faith placed their faith in the living God and held firm to their faith knowing that God would protect His children. They held firm to their faith and believed that even if God chose to rescue them, that they were not going, chose not to rescue them, that they were still not going to bow down before an idol or another God. I say this morning, and this, this, this is for me, this is for me, and I pray you'll also take these words as a heat of encouragement. But learn from these young men and hold firm to your faith, no matter how God chooses the outcome.
that's what I was in. find yourself weak or tattered, if you found yourself bowing down to other gods, other idols, I pray that, that first and foremost that you will confess your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9 that if we confess our sins that He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So this morning, I pray that, that you will seek the Lord this morning, that you will seek His forgiveness. He promises that He will give it to us if we would just so much as seek it. He says that if we confess it, that means we have to acknowledge it and admit to Him that we agree that what our life was, was wrong. We have to give it over to Him. But He also tells us in the book of Romans that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that He will save us. For confession is made and belief is made that we might be changed in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. But it also goes on to say that whosoever shall, shall profess the name of Christ will be saved. So this morning, I pray that the Lord has found you in His, in, in, in his arms, believing in Him, knowing in Him, and loving in Him, because He knows you and He loves you. So let us pray this morning and just give glory to God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come before you this morning, Lord. And, and Father, I, I pray that, Lord God, that I had spoke the words this morning that you would have me to speak, Father. I pray that, Lord God, I know that you are working on hearts this morning, Lord, because you always tell us, Lord, in your word, that, that as long as we are speaking your word, that, Lord, it will never return void. So, Father, I pray this morning that you will continue to speak to the hearts and souls of those who are here this morning, Lord. Father, I ask for your blessings to fall down upon us, Father. And, Lord, if there's one here this morning, or multiple, Lord God, that, that have found themselves weak and, and tempted to bow before other gods, Father. I pray that this morning, Lord, that your hand will reach down and you will give them that strength, Lord God, and that reassurance of knowing that you are a loving God, that you desire your children to come to you. So, Father, this morning, I pray that you'll be with us. Father, I pray this morning will bring you glory and honor. Father, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Harrisburg. 